Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rink Rat Report podcast. Today is Friday, February 8th. It is not quite shedding season yet, so don't worry. You can sit back down and uh, skip that gym session that uh, you were definitely not going to. Uh, we're going to do a good show ahead of us. We're going to do a Leafs Week in Review, which has not been done in a, a while. It's still a segment, yes. It's just the schedule completely botched that segment. But Leafs Week in Review played Anaheim. They played Ottawa. A couple of garbage teams, but, you know... Whatever, four points is four points. Moving up the standings, baby. Ooh, wagon. Uh, we're going to get into some news and notes around the league as well. And we're going to get into a new segment called Taking Out the Trash. So, first thing I wanted to note uh, coming into this episode, there has been some movement in terms of standings. The playoff picture, you can say, has been compromised. Now, I had this on before the end of the Blues game, so I just have to refresh it right now. And the Blues are in a playoff spot. They have 55 points. Uh, They're tied right... 55 is tied with Vancouver, but Vancouver has three more games played. Uh, That's two more more points than Colorado with one less game played. Uh, And two more points than Edmonton with two less games played. The Blues are back in a playoff spot. Are you kidding me? They finally they found their goaltending. And it came from a pretty unlikely source. I'm not going to lie. They loaned Jordan Bennington, third-round pick in 2011 out of the Owen Sound attack. Pretty skinny kid who's, I don't know if it's still his Twitter bio, but his bio for a while was, I can bench a plate, which was pretty hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Been nasty. But he was loaned last year to Providence. He didn't even play for St. Louis's farm club. And they signed him again this year. And he's just been, he's been the answer. He's been the answer. He's been awesome for them right now. Uh, coming into tonight, I mean, uh, a nice 170 goals against with a 931 save percentage. Now, as I've said before, I mean, St. Louis. They, they got some weapons there. They had a great offseason. It would have been tough to, to kind of rebuild after what they have. And I mean, like, just reading out some names. Ryan O'Reilly, solid. Over a point per game, great two-way player. Vladdy Tarasenko can just rip the puck. Absolute sniper. Uh, kind of fat, though. So he's he's up for the the uh, the Jadge of the Year, which I'll get into a little later. Uh, David Perron, great value signing last year. He had, like, a point per game, 66 points last year. He's got 35 and 45 this year. Not bad. Uh, Braden Shen, pretty good, damn good player. Vinny Dunn is leading their defenseman in points because Petrangelo's dealt with injuries and whatnot. But he's pretty good, damn good. He's a 96 born. Whatever, doesn't matter. He's still awesome. Jaden Schwartz is a good player. Tyler Bozak is. Tyler, but he's not bad. Colton Pareko's a solid defenseman. Alex Steen is, you know, he's aging, but whatever. He's still decent. Uh, like, all the pieces are there. I just listed them all off. They're all there. They got some good pieces, but they're, they're just in net. They needed to fix that one part. And damn, Jordan Bennington has been the answer. The former Von King 
from Richmond Hill, Ontario, standing at only 6'1", 174. For, to put that into perspective, Anderson is 6'4", 220. To show you how much more net Anderson covers versus Bennington. But kudos to them. They're in a playoff spot. Damn. It's not the end of it yet. But, wow. Wow. And wow. Um, also, some other standings. Watch what I was looking at. Um, I guess it's changed a little now. But the Carolina Hurricanes are inching in there. Three points back of Pittsburgh right now. They're also three points back at Columbus. One last game played than Columbus. But it's not totally over. And then behind them by one point is the Buffalo Sabres. And even 8-1-1 one, one, coming in at the third, I guess third below playoff spot, is the Philadelphia Flyers. 8-1-1 one, one in their last 10. Not too bad. So they are eight points out. They've still got a little bit more climbing to do, but... I mean, this playoff picture is far from set. So keep your eyes peeled on that. I'm going to be checking it pretty much every day. I thought that was pretty interesting. Even the, the Blackhawks in the West there. They're, I mean, they're out by two points now. They have three games in... in uh, St. Louis has three games in hand on them, but they're 6-2-2 two two in their last 10. They're pretty hot. They got... They, I mean, every year they got their Caner, they got their Taves, who's not bad, he's having a fantastic season this year, to put into perspective, it's it's been a rebound year somehow, 54 points this year, he had 52 last year, four more goals than last year, in in 19 less games played, he has two more points and four more goals, wow, 54 points, before this year, starting 15-16, 58-58-52, and then he has a rebound year like this. Nice. I don't want the Blackhawks to know enough, like, what, how, why, what's going on. I just see that. I mean, he, he was a pretty talented player. He just seemed like he was on the decline. And, I mean, spearheading all this, obviously, Patrick Kane. Alex DeBrincat's a solid player. Eric Gustafson's been fantastic for them on the back end. Brandon Saad's been rebounding, too. Dylan Strom's been great since he came from the, the, dirt, the dirt Dogs. Way to just shoving that to John Chica. Anyways. But, yeah, don't count out the Blackhawks quite, quite yet. I mean, they, they, they're they alive. They're alive. What else can I say? So that was a little standings watch. Um, some teams that really need to wake up. Obviously, Colorado, 2-7-1 in their last 10. I mean... I'd say that needs to wake up means with within like a, a small time period. I mean, the Oilers have needed to wake up since uh, since 0506. There we go. Uh, so I'm not going to include them in that list. Um, also in there, 100% who needs to wake up. The Penguins are three six and one in their last ten. And where are we? The Capitals. I think they won tonight. Don't quote me on that. Oh, they did in overtime over Colorado, three six and one in their last ten. So a couple playoff teams or potential playoff teams really need to smarten up. There's gonna be some more movement in the standings, I wouldn't doubt it. So keep your eyes peeled. We're getting into some exciting hockey. Trust me. Um, other notes around the league. Damn it. Other notes around the league. Uh, Brian Boyle was traded to Brian Boyle was involved in a trade yet again I mean 
couple of years ago he was traded to the Leafs, signed with the Devils, so he's been a bit of a suitcase. Uh, obviously started his career in New York, but Brian Boyle traded for, I'm going to pull up the full details, obviously really big center. Uh, I'm not sure if he's even killing penalty. Anyways, really big center, pretty good at, uh, pretty good on the draw. Uh, doesn't bring the most amount of offensive skill, but I mean, can put the puck in here and there. Uh, but he's been traded to the Nashville Predators in exchange for. Be nice if my computer would load, but it's not. Anyways, yeah, he just played his first game with with the Predators. He was traded there a couple days ago. Uh, obviously for some he can play center I think he's been playing a bit of the wing this year but 6-6-245 an absolute giant out there likes to throw the body a little bit uh, mainly used in defensive situations but I mean he fills that role pretty darn good if you're asking me but is on the older end I think he's got one more year after this maybe not but he was traded for a second round pick in 2019. Yep, I, I said that properly. A second round pick in 2019 for fourth line forward depth. Damn. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's all right. He's been playing two minutes a game on the power play. I mean, the penalty kill. He hasn't been terrific, overly terrific. I mean, uh, on the faceoff dot, he's been. I haven't even looked. At, obviously very prepared on this one it's been okay so he's been playing 13 49 tonight for the devils 19 points 47 games 13 goals though how do you do um yeah this is just a fourth line center bump and for a second round pick obviously it's gonna be a low second round pick closer to the third round but it's a bit much to, for a fourth line forward it's, it's pretty i mean, I don't know. I thought that Nashville's defense was pretty strong as it is, but I don't know. I mean, I think that's a little bit of an expensive upgrade if you ask me, but whatever. It gets the ball rolling. Hopefully there's more to come on uh, on trade deadline so that we're not sitting there with sitting on our hands. You know, uh, other big trade, and this one was a huge one. Uh, the New York Rangers send to... The Nashville Predators, again, the Nashville Predators, involved in a trade, they sent to the Nashville Predators a seventh round, uh, Cody McLeod for a seventh round pick in 2020. Nice. So McLeod this year has a whopping 60 points in 31 games. Oh, no, that's 60 pims. He has one goal. Zero. I mean, when you look at this, okay, Cody McLeod, maybe not the most skilled player but how much glue in your locker room does a seventh round pick in 2020 provide you for right now so i don't know you want to add some glue to your locker room you want to get the boys going i guess i don't know cody mcleod you could have hired someone i feel you could have brought in uh luke bryant could have paid luke bryant to come in every game or something like that i think that would have been all right too but cody mcleod a close Replacement for Luke Bryan coming into your dressing room. Whatever. Uh, good glue guy. 
seventh round pick in 2020. It's not a good glue guy. Don't need him. Anyways, those were the two blockbuster trades that uh, occurred since last episode. Um, Some other news around the league. Crosby played his 915th game today as a Penguin tying uh, the franchise high with Mario Lemieux. So that's 915 games. And I just wanted to, in comparison, um, look at their points total. Look at their career that they've had. Obviously, Lemieux had the health issues and whatnot. Like, that's why his career was cut short. But So Lemieux, in 915 games versus Crosby, Lemieux has 546 career points. It, it, he's 546 more points in his career than Crosby has right now. 546. If you got 546 points in 915 NHL games, that would be considered a pretty good career. No, he has that more than one of the best players that's playing right now. A future Hall of Famer for sure. 546. I know the times have changed and whatnot, but Mario Lemieux was averaging almost two points a game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What a career. Just makes you look back and... and I don't know if you got to watch him play. I didn't really get to watch him play in his prime, but damn, what a career. I mean, 1,723 points in 915 games. What a career for Mario that was. But anyways, great milestone for Sid. I mean, a lot of people didn't think, back going back to 2011, 2012, we didn't think that he was going to hit this mark. So kudos to Sid. Uh, can't wait to see him hit 1,000. Anyways. Moving forward, um, Alexander Ovechkin, speaking of the 05, uh, is it 05? 06, uh, Calder Trophy race. Alexander Ovechkin became the highest scoring winger with an assist, I think it was last game, um, passing Sergei Fedorov. Uh, I mean, just thinking about this i think his parents were olympians why don't more olympians like just marry exclusively each other and just create super babies i mean your career after sports i mean you're just set you've created the perfect human being so all you olympians out there there's got to be at least one smart one create like a, a tinder app it's only for olympians and just get on making those super babies that'd be beneficial for you wouldn't affect me at all actually you have to give me royalties now that i've uh, mentioned this so uh one last point that i want to point out with the hawk surgeons is an embrace the debate uh spitting chicklets did bring this up but is caner the best american hockey player ever now, i didn't do any deep dive in the numbers or whatever but i mean you gotta think that he's way 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 up there three Stanley Cups how many he had a heart trophy in there too I I, I haven't actually even looked up his accolades I'm such a donkey but that's an interesting point and I'm going to look into that more but I think Kane for sure has a legitimate uh, case to be the best American ever I mean he he brings in money for sure. If you watch if you watch that guy play live, oh my god, what a treat that guy is. Even if he's not scoring, just the way he handles the puck and what he does on the ice is just something else out of this world. But anyways, let's move on. Leafs before I do the Leafs re- week in review, 
we'll include this actually. This is part of week's, Leafs Week in Review, but Matthew's extension. I wonder how many GDPs that like he's higher than in terms of countries. Because 50 million, uh, God knows how much in signing bonus. I don't even want to read it off. Like it's just more money than me, my grandkids, uh, my grandkids, grandkids, and just like 50,000 generations of Piz we're not going to equal unless one of them, I don't know, marries a Kardashian. But we're not going to make that much money for a while. I'll tell you that much. So I don't even want to look at the numbers. Whatever. Take your money. You're balding too. Just kidding. I love you. Um, anyways, Leafs Week in Review. So, started off the week in Anaheim. Uh, after a pretty pesky game in Pittsburgh. That was a, that was a good uh, bounce back effort after a piss poor effort in Detroit. So, it looked like they pretty much carried this uh, that momentum forward into Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim is just such a piss tank right now. Uh, in their last 10 games, uh, I'm just saying this right now, they're second last in the division actually right now, in their conference, sorry. They're 2-7-1 their last 10, and I think it was going into that Leafs game, they, were, they had lost 15 of their last 17 or something like that, and guess what, they lost this game, then they lost tonight. One goal between two, those two games. And John Gibson got injured which I'll air some grievances about that in a bit. So this game was just, I mean, the Leafs came out stronger. And when you look, watch this game, Anaheim was so physical in this one. They threw the body a ton in this one. They, you could tell that the Leafs were kind of, I don't know, points getting slowed down. But, I mean, Anaheim's just way too slow. And uh, the, the one thing that I wanted to bring up was how come... And when the narrative is when the the narrative is when the Leafs lose is oh we don't have a tough team which is true we don't at all but how come the narrative isn't we have such a fast team when a team out hits us thirty six to eleven and we dust them six one even last night Ottawa out hit the Leafs they've been out hit all season why isn't the narrative oh wow what a fast team we have keep it positive if you hosers. But anyways, um, some nice goals. It was good to see, uh, good to see an absolute washing of the Ducks like that. Uh, it was a, it was a good. One. Uh, I posted the, that that good one, Randy, clip after this game. I had to. I mean, that was just such a rinsing of the Ducks. There's not even much to really say about this game. I mean, I don't think anyone really had a bad game in this one. It was just that, I mean, other than the Ducks, who the, the the only positive the Ducks could take away from this game was that their jerseys looked nice. Everything else was just doggy doo-doo. They were terrible. And the Leafs ran an absolute clinic on them. It was finally good to see Jake Muzzin get his first goal. Just an absolute rocket from Jake Muzzin, the grizzly bear from the point there that was awesome to see that uh andreas jansen threw up a stat line for the ages i want to say i mean this shouldn't be too hot of a take when you get four points i don't care who it's against in less than 12 minutes of ice time and only one of those points being on the power play i mean come on that's not bad that's not bad at all he was definitely deserving of that first start in that game um 
Freddie Anderson in this one, 24 of 25. I thought actually through this week he played pretty well. That game against Ottawa was a little, was quite unlucky, I must say. But I'll get into that in a second. Just, I mean, going to wrap up this game. I mean, I might have been more physical, but the Leafs were just a better hockey team and played hockey better than they did. Plain and simple. No other way to put it. Uh, I mean, I didn't really have anything too glaring on this one. Uh, but everyone looked pretty good. I mean, it was it was good to see Jake Muzzin get his first. So I'm not going to dwell on that one too much. Uh, I'm going to go to another game that was a little closer, but it was pretty garbage too. That game against Ottawa was pretty garbage. I mean, when you look at the defensive breakdowns by the Leafs, even by Ottawa in this game, it was just so messy. I, I myself prefer a, a, a one nothing defensive chess match. But it was a little ugly in terms of systems, but it's good to see a couple goals get scored. It's always fun. It always gets the, the crowd fired up. But, I mean, to run such a close game to blow a 4-2 lead against Ottawa... Uh, maybe refrain against doing that closer to playoff time because then the media is just going to hop on you like a horse but Magnus Pajarvi had a game for the ages in this one I mean not only he had two goals I mean one snipe one uh, backdoor tuck in he hit the post on this one too it was off a pretty good uh, he was driving the net I think he made a backhand toe drag he was driving the net and he hit the post not bad I mean he sucks this year and he's just a just a bust of a 10th overall pick, but I mean, not a bad game for Magnus Pajarvi Svensson. Very deserving of the third star in this one. Um, on the Leafs side, up until that last goal, I'm not going to lie, didn't, I wasn't too ecstatic with the way that Morgan Riley was playing. Um, you know, obviously he got that last goal, nice little tuck in off a feed from Zach Hyman. That was a nice play by Zach Hyman, by the way. Very, very nice. Um, but one, a couple like changes, a couple good plays by the Leafs that helped to change the pace in this one, because they fell behind. Um, they fell behind two one in this one, and it looked like the momentum of had kind of left. But there was one really good shift that I wanted to point out by that Kadri Nylander Brown line, which actually by the end of the game became Kadri Nylander Janssen. I wonder why. I mean, moving good players up in the lineup, I've never heard of that. That's unheard of. Wow. Babcock's a, a, a vision, a visionary. Is that the right word? Who cares? Anyways, um, but the the shift after that goal by those three guys, they didn't, I don't even know if they logged a shot on goal. I they definitely didn't get a goal. But I think just like moving, uh, that was a real good momentum shift the way that they were able to break into the offensive zone cycle the puck around get the attack going get Ottawa on their heels a little bit uh, couple, took a couple of shifts later to for the team to pot one but I, I really liked that uh, that that shift by them I think that really helped to keep the Leafs in that game also one thing I wanted to point out I should have pointed this out before that point but in the first period, Frederick Anderson made a couple huge saves at a point when he had one shot on goal. He had made two huge saves. They had one shot on goal, and it was 10 minutes into the period. 
Man, that guy is bone dry back there. Probably bored out of his mind thinking, like, oh, I got to play on. Why couldn't they put Sparks in? I don't even want to play Ottawa. Like, maybe it's going to pad his stats. That's the only thing you're looking forward to. But, like, I mean, come on. It was Ottawa, one shot on goal through 10 minutes. And then he just gets peppered with two fantastic chances. And he made two fantastic saves. That's a real good sign to see of a goalie that can potentially take us. I'm not going to just... A, goal, uh, uh, a goalie that could get hot and be very hard to beat a little bit later on into the season. I'm not going to say which part of the season. Regular or playoffs. Lips zipped after that one. But uh, Another great game, obviously, by Andreas Janssen. Uh, he really did earn that promotion to the third line. I wonder if Babs is going to keep it like that. I hope he does because Janssen is... I'm just going to say he's way more skilled than Connor Brown. Connor Brown's a pretty good fourth liner, works hard, skates decently, isn't the most skilled, but he's a good Etobicoke boy you like to see in the lineup. But over Andreas Janssen on that third line, eh, maybe not. No, not at all. Anyways, uh, so through this week, couple strong performances Frederick was Anderson was decent I mean four goals in this game but they weren't really his fault at all um Andreas Janssen obviously with a huge huge week uh four points in one game and then in this one he had he had a goal I believe yeah just the goal in under 10 minutes on uh in 9:31 time on ice not too bad so when you add those up, under, I'm trying to do math here, I'm sorry. What's that? Under 22 minutes played in two games, he had five points. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not too shabby. Uh, Zach Hyman, I thought, had a pretty good game in this one. A um, couple goals from just driving the net pretty much. One hit his stick and went in. I'm not even going to say he shot it. It was all Marner. Um... And then the second one driving the net and made a good feed to Riley. So, good to see. I mean, Zach Hyman is a pretty valuable asset to this team. Everyone's been hard on him, including me. Especially me, actually. But to have a guy like that that can forecheck it and, like, skate as hard as... To bring... uh, I don't want to bring any nerdy science stuff in here. Yeah, science is for nerds. I'm not even going to say He skates hard. He's a big body. He likes to throw the body. He's He's a good... I don't know where he's from. Canadian kid, we'll call him. But pretty solid week from Zach Hyman, I thought, as well. Um, William Nylander against the Sens. I mean, he didn't get a point in this one. He played under 14 minutes, but I thought he was buzzing. I thought he had a couple great shifts. He was handling the puck terrifically. Uh, obviously, he had a pretty good game against... Uh, against the Ducks but that I mean that's a given you expect that kind of now from him against the Ducks because of what John Cherry said that the Leafs should have drafted Nick Ritchie um, over him because Nick Ritchie is 230 pounds and Nylander wasn't but that's neither here nor there Ritchie's actually having a pretty good year this year so I'm not going to comment on that any further Um, but yeah Janssen obviously with a huge week Um, Matthews is okay JT, pretty damn good week. Um, 
but yeah, top performer I think for the, of this week, Andres Johnson, and that's about it. I thought our D were actually pretty weak against Ottawa, and that's what kind of led to Ottawa staying sticking around in that game. A couple defensive breakdowns. I mean that 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 fourth goal by Payarvi, where everyone's just kind of watching. I mean, t- t- taking shifts off like that kind of hurts you. And it could swing big, be a big momentum swing in a game like that. So, anyways, four points on the board. Even though they played a couple garbage teams, uh, Saturday against Montreal is going to be a real test because I mean Montreal's good. It's eight one and one in their last ten. I mean they got some guys that are just pretty much saying I don't want to swear, but f you to the rest of the league. Um, and they're. They've been hot as of late. I think this is the real test. They beat uh, Winnipeg tonight 5-2. to two. So I think this is the real, f- the first real test pretty much since the All-Star break. And even before that. Because even before that, when they played Washington, this is a real test to see, it. are they out of this funk? Because when you looked at it in there, when everyone was criticizing the Leafs, oh, they're in a funk. They're in a funk. They're in a funk. They beat Washington. They got a point against Detroit, who sucks. Washington, who was on the downfall and playing on the back-to-back, coming off the back-to-back. Detroit, who stinks. Pittsburgh, who was on their fourth game in six days and no Malkin. So that's a huge disadvantage right there, all those that I just said. Uh, also, they're 3-6-1 in their last 10. They're pretty cold. Uh, then you look at Anaheim, who's just an AHL team this year. They're a lottery pick waiting to happen. And then you got Ottawa, who... It's not going to be a franchise in like a year or so. I don't know. On that note, Eugene Melnick saying he's going to spend to the cap in 2021. It's because he's going to sell the the, the sense. Sorry, the sends are going to spend to the cap in 2020. In 2021, it's because he's going to sell the team before then. He's not going to spend to the cap. Are you kidding me? They just he he gave that plan because he's a guy yeah, in that time for five years. We're going to spend close to the cap. A just say we're going to spend to the cap. Why do you have to be so dumb? Obviously, people, like, just say to the cap. And B, he said that because he's going to, he's giving himself a time frame for when he has to sell the team by. So, I don't know. Shambles. What's going to happen with Duchesne? What's going to happen with Stone? Shambles, shambles. We'll see. Anyways, um, moving forward, new segment. Taking out the trash. So Friday's trash day for a lot of people. We're going to be pretty much taking out the trash. Number one, trash. Those Quest Trade commercials. I don't care if Quest Trade works or saves you money. Those people seem so annoying in those commercials. Like, I bet they go and, like, when they see, they run into people, they actually tell them, like, oh, I switched to Quest Trade and making, saving all the, like, Jeez, those are just people I don't want to associate with, it seems. Like that stupid kid that was in it. It's like, oh, your parents are investing here. Why aren't you? I bet that guy, like, tells you, just reminds you every day that, like, oh, the books are better for Game of Thrones. Which I actually wouldn't know because I haven't read the books. I haven't watched the show. There's too many seasons that have gone by. I have too much catching up to do. I don't want It's too laborious for me. Anyways, my number two. Uh, people who wear AirPods. So this week I was on the subway. 
and I had my headphones in, whatever. And for some reason, it became like self-conscious. I thought people were like kind of judging me, looking at me. And I looked around, and all these people have AirPods in. And like I've seen the memes and whatnot. AirPods people think they're better than all of us. But, I mean, don't offer me money. I don't need food. I don't need a place to stay. Stop it. AirPods have ruined pod shaming. Pod shaming needs to stop. Or headphone shaming, I don't know. Just because my stupid earbuds don't get lost as easily or don't run out of battery doesn't make me less of a person. Anyways, um, moving forward. John Gibson has just had such a rough and trash... I know it's mostly due to his team, but just such a trash run as of late. I mean, even before the All-Star break, when you look at this game log, look at this. So, five goals against against St. Louis. All-Star game, seven goals against on nine shots. Comes back from the All-Star break, six goals against on 14 shots against Winnipeg. And then five goals against on 35 shots was actually pulled in Winnipeg, Toronto. And and then tonight was pulled going into the third. I think it's because of injury. He let in two goals on 24 shots. But just insult to all of that. He's on this bad run. Maybe he rebounds tonight and that's a good game. Even a bad run through the All-Star game. Can you even imagine? You don't even want to be there probably in the first place probably Cabo booked and they're like nope 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 cancel it cancel it cancel it you gotta go to San Jose I don't even remember yeah San Jose there we are and let in shots from everyone you're finally back on track and then your stupid defenseman after you get scored on which is embarrassing enough after you get scored on your stupid defenseman runs into you and injures you just that I'm not saying John Gibson is trash I'm just saying the whole situation he's in right now trash um moving forward number four we got number four I could do this all night we'll cap it at number four um number four there's so many to pick from that's the issue that's just what the issue becomes in this in this segment but Number four, I'm going to say Marner's agent, agent's comments. I mean, yeah, we get it. Okay, your client's good. But do you think he really wants all this attention after his buddy signs, you know, for half of Zimbabwe um, and receives half of Zimbabwe from his just his first signing bonus? Can you imagine what oh, the bottle service? Oh, my God. I don't know what clubs they like to go to. I'm going to EFS probably was just salivating after they saw that. Like they they probably had the, they turned on the ringer right after they saw he signed that contract cuz he's probably going to run up a tab after that one. But Marner's agent's comments. I mean, why do you have to come out and say all that dumb nonsense uh after Matthews just signed? Uh like do you think Mitch wants to deal with all this garbage? Like, do you really think he wants to deal with the garbage from what you said? That 
the Leafs are trying to low ball your client. And then Matthews' comment is not being a team-friendly discount. Do you really think he wants to deal with all this stuff? Just shut up and negotiate the contract later. We know your client's good. But if he really wants... like, He wants to stay in Toronto, clearly, too. So just shut up and do your job. Because that's not doing your job right there. I can tell you that much. So there you have it. Quest trade, AirPods, John Gibson situation, and Mr. Ferris. I apologize for having to call him trash, but that's kind of, those are trash comments. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, that's pretty much it for this episode. It's damn late. Also, I have to get up so early. Ugh. Damn, I hate that realization. Maybe that should be number five, taking out the trash. But anyways, Montreal coming up. This should be a pretty decent, this should be a very healthy, competitive game against in Montreal. In Montreal, that's going to be tough. Montreal's 8-1-1 against the Leafs, who have... They've lost the regulation since before they played Washington. Whenever that was. I can't even count. That's how hot they are. 16-6-2 on the road this year. Not too bad. But, I mean, as I said, Montreal is is on a roll. I mean, they look good. They they just dismantled the Jets just now. So, should be a pretty good game. And should be a real test of, is the funk over? Anyways, that's to be seen anyway take care everyone have a hydrated friday